everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CVTPFL. It's Monday. It is February 7th. It's 2022. We have five NBA games to talk about here on today's slate, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Keith Eiser. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Oh, not much, man. Got the NASCAR season kicked off yesterday. I guess it'll be when people are hearing this, but um, I didn't get a chance to play much. I was busy with NBA content, so I'm really looking forward to Daytona coming up in a couple of weeks here. Yeah, I mean, I was like so on the fence about what a quarter mile track built a month ago would be like. And um, <laughs> man, like you got to give kudos where kudos is like due. And NASCAR crushed it. Like it was, it was so much fun to watch the heats, the qualifying, everything. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm super pumped. Um, couple, couple subscribers had monster days, and um, you know, that's how you want to start the, the start the season off. Absolutely, man. Glad to hear it. So we got five games um, back on the NBA streets. I think only Chicago's on the on a back to back clarify that here in a second but i'm like 90 percent sure so let's jump in we get started here with toronto at charlotte i thought it was interesting and i mean i'm gonna pull up one more site there wasn't a lineup for this game and i didn't know why um yeah so okay it's up it's 215 and a half and it's a pick em game so, I mean, that's kind of fantastic. Um, Toronto side of things, Bonga is out. Dragic is out. But, I mean, they're pretty much healthy. And then on the Charlotte side, I mean, they're pretty much healthy outside of, like, Jalen McDaniels being out. So, two pretty healthy teams. Should be a fast-paced game and not a ton of defense. A lot of fantasy goodness. What do you like here for Toronto? Yeah, Toronto fully healthy um, is tough, but it's a great matchup here. Charlotte's been getting a little bit better on defense. They're no longer like the absolute worst team in the NBA on defense, but they're still in that very bottom tier. So definitely some interest in Toronto, especially with the way that that Nurse runs his rotations. I mean, the starters are going to be out there for 38 to 40 minutes. We know that. So definitely have interest in, in Siakam and Van Vliet. Um Picking between those two is is always a tough decision. I think for this matchup, I'm leaning with Siakam just because Charlotte in the front court doesn't have a lot of size outside of Plumlee. Um, Siakam's a little bit more expensive than Van Vliet, but I feel like he's he's got the bigger ceiling in this one. Uh, definitely have interest in Gary Trent as well. Um, he has cooled off a little bit uh, after shooting the lights out for like four or five games in a row. Uh, he's struggled in the last two, but he's still only 6,300. I, I love him in this matchup. I uh, think that's a fair price. If, he, if he's if he got the shot going, he's got big upside at that price. And he's still shooting. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, that's what that's what really matters. He's still shooting. So um, a matchup with Charlotte is fantastic, you know, for a guy like him. So I think Van Vliet and Siakam are both super solid. I, I think Siakam has a ceiling, too. Um I think Gary Trent is probably my favorite play from Toronto in this spot just because he's still shooting and it's a matchup with Toronto. I think in large field tournaments, if you want to take a shot on Chris Buescher, um, Boucher, I mean, at 5K, he's probably a little too expensive for his minutes. But, I mean, he has been – he's been playing some good basketball here recently. So, um, the Charlotte side – 
of this game. I, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can approach Charlotte. And I mean, I think the one that has been like the consistent ceiling all season is LaMelo Ball. Outside of him, I mean, Bridges' price is 7700 Seems kind of right. Rozier's price, 7100 He's been up and down here struggling recently. Plumley, they're going to need his size in this game. He's 5400 Definitely don't mind, you know, taking a shot on him. Uh, all that to say, I think Gordon Hayward plays over 30 minutes here. I think the second end of a back-to-back, the game getting out of hand against Miami. I think Gordon Hayward's in a good spot to see normal minutes in this game and have a chance to pay off this price tag. Yeah, he seems a little bit underpriced. Um, great point on his minutes in the last game. That was a blowout. They didn't get fourth quarter run. The The game before that, he was up to 29 minutes. So I think you're spot on with that. He's going to be over 30, 30 minutes, and he's a little bit underpriced for, for what he offers. Matchup against Toronto is pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. Just mild interest in, in LaMelo, maybe some bridges. I don't love Terry Rozier at 7,100. I think Plumlee is a fine play at 5,400 as well. So I'll chase a little bit of that LaMelo ceiling um, and then interest in Plumlee and Hayward as kind of mid-range options for sure. Yeah, I mean, and the thing, you know, the thing that I like like about Hayward too is the fact that like they played him on the second end of a back-to-back kind of tells us like, all right, I'm not too concerned uh, about like his minutes um, in my opinion. So and I don't mind maybe taking a shot on PJ Washington. I think both these guys coming back are just a little cheap and they're going to kind of need their size in this matchup against Toronto. So, yeah, this, this is definitely the game environment that I'm, I'm looking to target. I mean, you look at the other four games, there's, there's no other matchups that are standing out. So this is definitely the one I think is going to be full of fantasy goodness. All right, Miami at Washington, 214 total. Miami, a four-point favorite in this one. On the Miami side, Butler, Hero, Caleb Martin, questionable. Victor Oladipo, Markeith Morris still out. Um, Strauss is questionable as well. And then on the Washington side, Beal, Gafford out. Um, Let's start here with Miami. Obviously, when it comes to the Miami side, we're waiting on all three of these guys. Is Butler going to play? Is Hero going to play? Is Strauss going to play? Because if all those guys are out, Kyle Lowry is 6,600 and Vincent's 4K, and they both would see an increase. We'd probably see an increase for like Duncan Robinson in minutes. Um, talk to me here about Miami. Yeah, very dependent upon Jimmy Butler for me too. Um, I have interest in Bam either way. Uh, Washington with Gafford out. I mean, they still have Harrell, uh, but Thomas Bryan is just coming back. He's been on a minutes restriction and Gafford is out. So that leaves just Harrell really for them. Um, Bam has been playing really well. The price has come up, uh, but I I just, I I like the matchup for Bam. The other is like entirely dependent on what happens with Butler. I think you can play Butler if if he suits up. Um, If he's out, then obviously you, Definitely um, Lowry and Vincent are the two. Um, your seven did come back as well. I don't, he wasn't even really in the rotation though. Um, I'm pulling it up. Yeah. He only played three minutes in that, but he was available for their last game against Charlotte. So not sure what to make of that situation. He's 4,200. If we get some news or something that he would, that he's going to get a little more run than he did in the last one, I'd have interest in him, but. Um, just bam for me, depending upon what happens with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, 
if Butler sits, it opens up a lot. If Butler plays, bam, maybe. I mean, this game is not fantastic if Butler plays, in my opinion. Um, and then on the Washington side of things, I definitely don't mind Kuzma. I think, you know, I still think he's, like, priced well enough that, like, if he has a good game, he'll definitely exceed expectations. The Phoenix game wasn't close the other night. You know, I know I'm going to play 24 minutes. Like, I know it was 80 to 95. It wasn't that close. Um, so, I mean, I definitely don't mind getting exposure to to Kuzma, Dinwiddie, and, I, I mean, no Gafford. It, I, I want to play Harold because I know Harold's upside. But, I mean, his minutes are just so all over the place that – I I can't trust it with Bryant being healthy too. Yeah, with Bryant healthy, we'll have to see what the minutes restriction is on him. But a tough matchup against Bam in Miami as well. So definitely get your hesitation on Harold. Kuzma is the guy I want to target first for sure. I mean, he's shown off a, a 50-point ceiling while Beal has been out. Uh, Beal is out again, so I think you can go right back to Kuzma. Dinwiddie has been inconsistent. I think the price tag is fine, but I, I would like to play Kuzma before I play Dinwiddie. All right, we got Phoenix at Chicago. 228 total here. Phoenix is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Bulls' second end of a back-to-back will be waiting on an injury report for them. Zach Levine did not play Sunday, um, so we'll kind of have to see what's going on with these back spasms. Um I mean, looking at the Phoenix side of things, Kaminsky, Kaminsky, Nader, Payne, Sarge, Shamit all remain out. Um, and, and we know Lonzo isn't going to play for Chicago. He's going to be out for a while. Uh, Kobe White missed Sunday's game. He's dealing with a little bit of a groin injury. Caruso's out. So uh, let's start here with Phoenix. What are your thoughts on the Suns? Chris Paul just continues to dominate. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't been playing much of him. 9,600 just feels way too expensive for him. But uh, you mentioned the blowout in their last game against Washington. So he didn't get full run in that game, but he was on his way to yet another monster performance. Uh, I mean, he's hitting a 50 point six. He's even shown 60 point ceiling here recently. So I say that 9,600 feels too expensive, but the reality is for like two weeks now, it has not been. Um, he's actually underpriced at that. I think the matchup is fine with Chicago with, with some of the guys that they're missing. Ball and Caruso are, are good defenders, so being without them is kind of impacts them quite a bit. Booker has cooled off a little bit too, and his, but his price is starting to come down. 8900 I don't mind taking shots on him. I, I think you could get a, a ceiling game out of him. The guy I really want to target, though, is DeAndre Ayton. Uh, still only 7200 had been on a minutes restriction since coming back from the injury, and he was on his way to a monster game also against Washington. Uh, only played 24 minutes because of the blowout, but put up 48 DK points in those 24 minutes. So Aiton feels a little bit underpriced. Uh, if he's going to get his full run of minutes, I think we could see him up to 30 minutes in this one. Yeah, I mean, Aiton at 7,200 against Vooch, if he got his full run, uh, I definitely have interest because – I mean, he's probably like a thousand dollars too cheap, um, you know, because his minutes have kind of been down. Booker hasn't been like, I mean, him and him and Paul kind of went on this like run for like a week and a half where they were playing 40 minutes a night. And again, like we were just talking about on the Washington side last game, that game wasn't close. 
I mean, so we didn't get like tip top Paul Booker type minutes in that game. Um, so I know it was only a 15 point game, but it really wasn't a 15 point game. So, uh, I mean, I don't mind tournaments taking shots on those guys, but I really think that's the only place at their prices that you could take shots on them. But it is a five game slate. You do have Golden State at OKC next, but I still go back to like really liking that Toronto Charlotte game. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of where I think I'm going to spend a lot of my cap, depending on Butler. Um, and then on the Chicago side of this game, I'll, I'll say this, Keith. Like, if Levine sits, DeRozan's just a guy that his usage goes way up. Um, what, monster game Sunday? Yeah, 45 points, actual yeah. points. <laughs> like, this is a guy that's not afraid to shoot. And with Levine off the floor, he's going to shoot. You know, Levine's missed the last two games. He's taken 26 and 30 shots in those two games. So um, if Levine sits, I mean, definitely have interest in DeRozan. And I don't hate Vooch. I do think it's a good matchup against Aiton. Aiton's not the best defender in the world. It's just 10K for Vooch. I mean, sure, if Levine's out, he has maybe a higher ceiling. But I, I still think the offense is going to run through DeRozan. Yeah, I just want to circle back to Phoenix real quick. Michael Bridges is somebody we didn't mention who had been on absolute on an absolute tear. He was over forty DK points in three straight, and again was having a, a really nice game um, against Washington before they kind of waved the white flag. So wanted to get his name out there too. Okay. Sixty one hundred feels a little pricey for him, but I mean he's been playing out of his mind recently. Uh, as far as the Bulls go, I'm I'm definitely out at Vooch on Vooch at that price, 10-1. I know he's been playing pretty well, but especially if Levine's back, definitely can't pay it. Um, Phoenix overall has just been really good defensively, though, so I don't love the matchup for him, um, and especially not at that price tag. I have interest in DeRozan either way. Dude's just been scoring like crazy this season. Um, he's He's going to be one of the top spends, in my opinion, if Levine is out. I think he's playable even if Levine is in there. 9,800 is a steep price, but I mean, a guy that, that has massive upside Levine, if he's in there, I, I probably need to see it be, before I play him with the, the back issues. Like that can't be comfortable, especially for a guy who, who is scoring dependent, um, shooting dependent. So I'm probably out on Levine if he plays, but I, I do have interest in DeRozan out on Vooch. Uh, if Levine is out, then you, you're going to have some of these cheap bulls guys that we played the last couple of days without Levine and with Kobe white also. Um, guys like Javante Green, Troy Brown Jr. would would probably be in play if Levine and White miss again. Yeah, I mean, if Levine's out, it obviously opens up a lot. Um, I mean, pay attention to the starting lineup, stuff like that, um, for sure. I mean, run court IQ, look at the last couple weeks with Levine off the floor and kind of get a better idea. We'll have, like, usages usage from like the Sunday game and you can kind of compare like Sunday and the game before that uh, with Levine out here recently to kind of get some ideas. So either way, I do think like, you know, if Levine's out, you got to like DeRozan and I don't mind AU if Levine sits again, especially with Kobe white out, this guy's going to have to play a bunch of minutes. Um, not the best matchup in the world for him, but the minutes are there and his price has come. I mean, his price at 6,200. So it hasn't gone like completely through the roof. And this is a guy that has shown that like he has the ability to go 45 plus fantasy points. So, yeah. And if, if Kobe white is out again, I has really shown um, 
a nice assist rate with Kobe White and Zach Levine out. Like I was doing a little research on that as I, I wrote up his prop for scores on odds on Sunday um, and his assist rate had gone through the roof in like the last four. So if Kobe White's out again, I, I definitely have some interest in IO. All right. We got golden state at OKC taking on the thunder. I mean, two twelve total golden state, 12 point favorite. I think um, Bielitz is out. Draymond's out. Iguodala's questionable. Porter's questionable. Wiseman's still out. Uh, Dort's questionable. SGA is out. Mascala's out. Robinson, Earl, and Roby are out as well. I think when we're looking at this game on a five-game slate, yeah, the raw points look juicy, but also I think this is the game we would probably question the most as far as, like, is the game going to stay close? Um, it is on the road for Golden State, but it's still OKC. They don't play defense. Um, they're missing their best player right now, SGA, out. What are we looking at here with Golden State? Um, I think they, uh, for what it's worth, I think they err on, like, the side of caution with anybody that's banged up, like, including, like, Otto Porter. I know he practiced Saturday and has a chance to return, but I think they're going to like be on the cautious side, especially in a matchup against the Thunder. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Warriors? Yeah, definitely the game I have the most concern about from a, a blowout perspective. But when you look at the overall slate, there's really nobody to spend up for. I mean, Vooch at 10-1, we talked I, – I don't love that. DeRozan I'm fine with. Chris Paul, I mean, he's been – that's been working out really nicely lately. Lamelo at 9,400. But, I mean, there's, there's no Giannis. There's no Jokic. There's no Embiid. So Curry is going to be like the best projected raw points play by, by a pretty good margin here. I'll, I'll have to see where his ownership comes in before I get a full feel on what I'm going to do with Curry. Uh, because I, I'm definitely concerned about the blow. And, and I think Dort being questionable on the other side is a big deal too. Um, he, he's a great defender. OKC's defense is atrocious without him. Uh, if he's in there, maybe, the, maybe he's able to help keep the game a little bit closer. But yeah, definitely concerned about paying 10-5 for Curry in a potential blowout. I don't mind taking some shots on like Wiggins and Clay just because they're in their pricing. They can just make some threes and, and get to a ceiling game really quickly. We just saw we saw Clay do that in 24 minutes uh, in the in the last game against Sacramento. Uh, he was seven of nine for, from three pointers. So like you don't expect him to repeat that, but he's a guy that that certainly can. Uh, and we're talking about a five game slate here, so. Right now, I'm leaning, shying away from Curry uh, and just using some of these guys in the mid-range like like Wiggins and Thompson. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like Wiggins a lot if Porter sits too. Um, and, and I I mean, for the most part, I, I don't mind taking shots on, on Clay at 6,300. The minutes concern me. Um, do you think they put Dort on Curry or do you think they put Dort on Clay? I, I think he would be on Curry. Um, and I, just because in that Portland game, uh, Dort was on Simons for the majority of the game. I had that same question going into the Portland game, whether he would be on Simons or on McCollum. Uh, and he was guarding Simons for most of that game. So I, I feel like they would put him on Curry. Um, Thunder side of this game. I mean, Josh Giddy, 7,800. We know. He's kind of the usage bump guy with SGA off the floor, but 7,800, he really hasn't paid this price tag off. Now, it is a five-game slate. 
we're not necessarily looking for like seven and eight X out of players um, on smaller slates like this. But I mean, raw points still matter enough. Um, what's standing out to you here for the thunder? This is a, this is difficult because they, they mess around with their rotation a ton. Um, Giddy's price tag is coming up and it's a really difficult matchup against golden state. Who's been one of the best defensive teams in the league this year. Um, so I, I, I don't think I want to pay 7,800 for Giddy, even though he's, his usage and everything has been outstanding with SGA out of the lineup. Um, I think you need Dort out as well to play Giddy at 7,800. Um, if Dort is out, I could stomach it. If Dort plays, I would much rather play Dort at 6,100 than Giddy at 78. And then you're, you're going to have all kinds of value. Um, Trey Mann has been in the starting lineup here recently. Baisley has been in the starting lineup. Um, and Diakite is the other one. Diakite is the cheapest out of those, so I, he would be the one I have the most interest in. Um, saw Pokashevsky get some decent run in the last game, too. He's only 3,800, so I, I think I would be wanting to go down near down into the 3K range if I'm looking for Thunder value. Yeah, I mean, the 3K value I don't think is the craziest idea. I think, you know, you just have to go in on the Thunder side just like, all right, it's risky. <laughs> like you just have to set the like expectation of like, you know, it's risky to take shots on these guys, but also like if the game does get ugly, these guys probably play, yeah. you know? So, I mean, is it a catch 22? Who knows? We'll find out. Knicks at Utah final game of the night. Uh Only an hour difference here. Sometimes we get like a two hour gap only an hour difference here 213 and a half total utah seven and a half point favorites on the Knicks side derrick rose still out on the jazz side jordan clarkson rudy gay questionable rudy gobert joe ingles out starting here with the knicks uh what do you like here for new york um going into utah is is never fun i know rudy gobert still out that impacts their defense greatly um but Utah is still at elevation, just a difficult place to go into. Uh, and New York is pretty healthy. So nothing is really standing out that I just have to play. I will note that Julius Randle has been much better here recently. Like he was having a, a really rough season up until the last couple of games here. Um, but against the Lakers in particular, um, shot the ball a lot more, shot it well, um, and grabbed 16 rebounds. So I don't know what to make of that. Um, without Gobert, I'm, I'm more willing to go to it as well. If Gobert was in there, I would just, I would pretty much write off the Knicks, even though it's a five gamer, but I think short slate, no Gobert. I probably have a little bit of interest there. Um, RJ Barrett's been playing really well too. Don't mind him. Um, probably not going to go much deeper than that. Um, Donovan Mitchell expected back. So I like Utah's defense is still def decent, even without Gobert. And both of these te teams play slow, so not a game I want a ton of uh, exposure to overall. Fun fact about Utah, they're second worst in the NBA over the last five games in defensive rating. Nice. So that, that Gobert impact is it's pretty It's been huge. huge. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, Mitchell's been, I mean, in and out of the lineup as well. Um, returned and played, what, 22 minutes against Brooklyn the other night. So, I mean – that obviously has something to do with it as well. But Rudy Gobert makes a huge difference. Um, does not shock me whatsoever that Julius Randle had a big game in L.A. going up against the Lakers. I don't know if I want to overreact to that because it was in L.A. going up against the Lakers, and I feel like he's always going to get up for that game. 
Um, I think RJ Barrett is the play here. Uh, I think he's the guy. The dude took 28 shots against the Lakers the other night. He's not afraid to shoot. I think this is a matchup where the game could, you know, stay close and be very competitive. And we see a really solid game um, from RJ Barrett. So he's probably my favorite play from the Knicks. If this was a 12 game slate, I probably don't play anybody from the Knicks for what it's worth. Um, the Utah side, I think Donovan Mitchell gets back closer to his like normal minutes here. I think he would have played normal minutes against Brooklyn hadn't had they not been crushing them. Um, he had a big game. Eight for 10 for the field, six for seven from three, had 27 actual points in 22 minutes. Um, he's my favorite play from Utah with Rudy Gobert off the floor. With Clarkson banged up, um, I like Donovan Mitchell at eighty four hundred. I think he's like a thousand dollars too cheap for this matchup. Yep, completely agree with you on Mitchell there. Um, definitely too cheap if he's going to get up. To, I mean, even if it's only thirty minutes and he doesn't get his usual like thirty four, thirty five, um, you're getting a, a slight discount on him. So definitely love that call. Um, and then the, the rest of Utah, I don't know, I'm feigning interest in Bogdanovich, I guess. Uh, he struggled for a little bit with an injury. He's played well in the last two, but just the last one, I guess. Um, that Brooklyn game, he was having a phenomenal game as well. So uh, definitely had some struggles after he had that hand injury, but he seems to be okay now. So he would be the second piece I would be looking to. Clarkson coming back from an injury, not not sure if I can go there. And Conley just hasn't hasn't looked great all season, so I'm out on him. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then um, we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who's a cheapie that you like here on the slate? Um, it's, it's hard to say what, what's going to happen in Miami. There's going to be some great stuff opening up in, if um, Butler and Hero miss. But since we don't have that news yet, I'm going to OKC. Um, I'm pretty sure Diakite will be back in that starting lineup. He's 3,700 and should get around 30 minutes. So tough matchup against Golden State, but a starter playing 30 minutes at 3,700, I can stomach that. Yep, I don't hate that one. Um, I'm like, I was going between like two players, but I think I'm going to go with Javante Green from the Bulls. I'm going to assume Zach Levine's going to miss another game. And Javante Green at 4,200 should play. 30 plus minutes here. It, you know, it all comes down to can he do stuff outside of hitting shots to get to that 7x? Um, I still think he's a great value play on the slate. Definitely someone you'll see tagged in the value lineup HQ tags today because, hey, I do that today. Over 8K to go under 5x. Who's your bust today? Uh, Vucevic is just a little bit overpriced. Um, he certainly has the ceiling to get there, but I think it would be kind of an outlier against his Phoenix defense. Uh, just a great defensive team overall. Um, give me Vucevic. I think I'm going to go, man, I, I really want to say Randall. I think, yeah, I'm going to go Julius Randall. I'm not going to over, overreact to that Lakers game. I feel like he's always going to get up for that game. The hustle stats in that game, too. Blocks, 16 rebounds, 32 points. We haven't seen this guy have over 15 blocks since the first like game of January. Um, 16 rebounds, I think I said blocks. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to go Julius Randle as my bust. Favorite 6X play today? 
Um, I was between two, and I think I know who you're going with. So I'll go the other way. Uh, give me DeAndre Ayton. I think he's a little bit underpriced, uh, probably almost a thousand underpriced, actually. That matchup with Vucevic, I'm not scared of that. And if Vucevic happens to get in foul trouble, um, Chicago's depth in the front court is very thin. So Aiton was on his way to a monster game. I feel like that minutes restriction is going to be lifted a little bit, and he has a big game here against Chicago. Yeah, I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell. I'm sure that's who you were thinking I was going to pick. Um, yes, sir. I really like him today. I think he's I think he's going to skip the minutes. Um, I will say this. I really like Van Vliet a lot as well um i mean yeah i like him more than van vliet i like siakam a lot i don't know i was looking at van vliet and mitchell right next to each other i like siakam a lot in that game and i like mitchell more than van vliet um and i really don't hate Lamelo today uh let's get weird gpp play of the day who do you got all right, so I'm looking at Golden State for this one. Big spread we mentioned. Um, if Lou Dort doesn't play, I think that the, you legitimately could see Golden State rest guys for the entire fourth quarter. Um, give me Jonathan Kamingo. We've seen him put up some some big games in garbage time already this season. The price is up to 4,600. I don't think anybody's going to be playing him. I think um, if, if that game gets out of hand, he could get some big fourth quarter run. I like it. Um, I'm going to go RJ Barrett. I don't know if he's going to be low on or not, but I really like him for tournaments today. So I'm going to go RJ Barrett. I'm hoping because they're facing Utah and it's the last game of the slate and there's like no pivots for that nine o'clock game that nobody plays him. Um, and I definitely like him a lot. So there you go. Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, value looks to be a little bit shaky on this one, especially if Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero end up playing. Um, if they sit, maybe we get some better stuff in Miami, but it looks like we're going to be playing cheap Thunder guys. Um, although there isn't a ton to pay up for on the slate, so maybe, maybe it's not as bad as I'm thinking, but just an interesting thought on the overall slate. I mean, it could definitely end up being more of a balanced slate because I don't think like it depends. I think if, if Levine plays anyway, because if Levine sits, you probably want to get to Rosen. But if Levine doesn't play, I mean, you could live like Siakam as like your highest priced stud, I think, on this slate. Um, you know, get Mitchell, get Aiden, these guys that are, are coming back and they're a little too cheap still. So, I mean, I could definitely see, you know, if, if Butler sits and Hero sit, I mean, maybe we're playing Kyle Lowry at 6,600. Like, that doesn't feel great, but, I mean, it is what it is. Um, you know, Wiggins at 6,500, I think that price tag is fantastic for him. So, I think that like middle middle area just uh, is super super solid all right that's gonna wrap it up here for monday we'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops good luck everyone we'll see you then